This story is effing insane. I want to say this also is a two-parter. And yes, I do have this part two of Heaven's Gate done. It was supposed to be released Friday, but it was like four in the afternoon when I finished it. But that will be on, that will be on line tomorrow. And Johnny Lama, obviously, a lot of people are following that. So if you don't know about that, just real quick, we're doing Johnny Lama episodes and we did it with the Heaven's Gate. We're also doing it with this episode too, because this is going to, Let's just say Satan makes a, a slight appearance in here hmm. in this episode. So we're going nice. to be going over some satanic things. We're going to do satanic rituals next week on Johnny Lama. So be sure to follow that. But that's my plug. The story is insane, but it's also a lot. It's a lot to process. Let's just say I, I've learned things about myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't really know what that introspection yeah. is going can to I, Can I just circle back to about 30 seconds ago? Like you press like the rewind button to yeah. where you said you're, you're going to be doing satanic rituals. I'm going to just assume that's all him. Like yeah, we're just going to uh, yeah, I will not be participating in that. <laughs> Thank you. What's up, Sam? Just want to make that very clear. I do want to say this will be a two-parter. So the next part is is something else and that's going to be the fun part but that's going to be for our supporters if you want to stay on with us after this episode to hear that one patreon.com slash talk murder and become a supremo and our current promotions we got to egg do we still got egging comic books we are almost out so um i just sent out uh some uh some folders over to i think it was taylor rachel lacy all of our newest supremos um from last month i think there's only like two left yeah of those serial killer books ed ging comic book we'll send you and we only got a few left plus a a really old photo press photo of true crime and these are there's only one in the world of these specific photos so they're they're like real and real old and so one of the um, awesome ideas that we had, I was actually talking to somebody yesterday at work about, um, you know, anxiety and like things, benefits that may be available and, you know, other uh, just going beyond prescriptions. And I was letting them know about uh, Jupiter CBD. I actually started taking it every night, um, like a full droplet every night because I do have a hard time turning my brain off. Um, and it, it doesn't make me sleepy, but it does help calm me down for sure. Yeah. What, like your job is hard or something? Just sometimes it gets a little stressful, no. you know, nah. a little stressful. I'm sure we can all relate to that. So anyway, so I referred um, this uh, this person to some Jupiter. And so what we thought we would do to kind of entice, you know, more Supremo memberships. And um, if you want to pay for the full year, you have that option when you sign up for Supremos only. If you sign up for the full year, we will include a bottle of Jupiter CBD. So that's a great friggin deal because a bottle is like 50 bucks. So it's more than that. Yeah, more. It's about 50 bucks if you do auto ship plus use our discount. So we'll include that for you um, if you like it. It, obviously, we hope you um, use the the code that will get you a, a discount if you want to purchase it again. Um, if you don't want the CBD, that's totally cool. You can still be a, a member, but we'll do that for the Supremos who go for the full year uh, payment. I thought that was a pretty great. That is a great offer. Great offer. All right, Jen, Jen, would you like to renew your membership and I will give you this bottle? Of 
exclusivity. Wait, did my membership expire? I don't know. I'm just I'm just teasing you. Jen, your turn to plug something and then we're then we're on. Um, I don't have anything to plug. Well, I do want to welcome our you. newest Supremo, well, I, Anahid. I would plug Anahid. Anahid, what's up, small taco? All right. Nice. I'm actually pretty pumped about this shot. I feel like it's going to be good. Rochelle, this is for you. Rochelle. Rochelle, Rochelle. Who can tell me what show that movie is discussed in and multiple times? Oh, my God. Speaking of plugging Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. <laughs> Shram. Uh, too funny. Does anyone have an answer? I don't. To, to what? what was Rochelle. The, the movie Rochelle Rochelle is. What is it? I've never seen it. You don't listen to when I talk. No, I she. Said, he doesn't know the. He doesn't know what it's from. That's it's the. It's the name of a movie that was discussed in a few in a couple of episodes of the show. What show? Asking. This show. Not our show. The show that I'm asking the trivia question about. You've lost him completely. Yep. But no. what is it? I don't know. Seinfeld. Oh, Stream guest friends. It's the movie. It's the. It's the movie that. George is renting when he runs into Susan in the video store when she's with the woman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> I know. And also, I believe Seinfeld. I believe it's also the movie that they went to go see when they are in line at the um at the at the movie theater when they all try to go to the movies. You must be all... watching that on Netflix, aren't you? I it's my comfort show. Yeah. It's a good show. Have you got to the trifecta one? That's like one of my favorites. George and his trifecta. Probably. It's like sex, TV, and eating at the same time. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> surprise shots, surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Cheers. Ooh. Tastes like. That, uh, um, that was Malibu mm. with strawberry Baileys. Tastes- it was Malibu and pineapple. Oh, pineapple. Um, pineapple cream. Ugh. Creme. Tastes like breast milk. All right. So I got a great <laughs> story tonight for you guys. <laughs> okay. You guys have got to tell me if you know this episode. Like I said, the first episode, we're, we're going to cover a murder, obviously, and a pretty gruesome one. But you're going to start to see how this uh, story can go downhill really quick. Well, no, I shouldn't say downhill. You'll start to see how this story is going to start crossing many lines <laughs> really quick. This is one of the uh, ones that we would consider like a family friendly. Bring your kids. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'll just get started. I know my job here. All right. <laughs> just get to the murder. No. <laughs> All right, tonight we are going to, uh, and you guys on live chat, let me know if you if you've heard of this guy when I tell you who he, who he is. But uh, right now we are going to 1994. We're going to Paris, Texas. There's a Paris in Texas. I believe so. No, yes. I had no idea there was a Paris in Texas. And if you're on here right now, I'm pulling up Google Earth. I also will put all of these photos on TalkMurder.com. So if you're listening to this on your podcast platform, just go there and you can follow along with us there. Tonight we're going to the morning of October 4th, 1994. This is an insane case, and we're actually starting in Paris. France? Yes. That is the area of the Grunge Rock period. Not in France, but in like Seattle and maybe America. It, may, maybe it's. You talking about Nirvana? Like Nirvana? Nirvana. Whatever. Nirvana, Nirvana or Sublime? <laughs> Sublime wasn't really uh, grunge. They were more like reggae. Um, yeah, reggae rock, yeah. <laughs> Tonight we're going to the Bibliotheque, Bibliotheque Very. I don't know, say it. The library. Yeah. Yeah. The library. Bibliotheque Vaugirard. 
I said that. What well, you didn't say that Bibli- shit. I did. I said Bibliothèque Vaugirard. I did say that. Say it. Bibliothèque Vaugirard. Bibliothèque Vaugirard. 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 I like that Tram's <laughs> telling us one of the best parts about the live stream is later knowing how much gets edited out. <laughs> it's great seeing how much fun everyone has and all the jokes that happen. And yet the podcast comes out very professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, that's because we have a great editor. Me, motherfucker. <laughs> this is in the morning. Morning time of what day was it, Jen? October 4th, 1994. October, October 4th, 1994. And we're starting at the Isn't library. is that Mean Girls Day? No, that's October 3rd. Oh, it's close. Damn it. I'm embarrassed I got that wrong. All right. This library is in the 12th arrondissement. <laughs> arrondissement 3. Arrondissement. I am fucking this all up. Arrondissement. <laughs> we, we just need to drink more and then we'll be able to <laughs> yeah, speak I'm French. I'm already out of beer. Well, Arrondissement. We'll go grab me one too if you're, gonna, if you're going in there anyway. This is the guy we're talking about tonight. We're actually reading from his autobiography. Oh. So much like Pee Wee Gaskins, he I'm, also has his own auto, autobiography. Can you describe this guy for us? He looks like he listens to grunge That's rock. right. I agree. He, I mean, long, like very dark hair. like. Yeah. Almost jacket. black. And so he's, he has a jout fit, a jean outfit. Yes. Oh, yes. Jean, there you are right there. And he's he's got quite the scowl. Like, you is weren't... he wearing eye makeup? He's got, no. he's got what? He just has eye really makeup? nice eyebrows. No, like you don't think he's oh, wearing maybe like eyeliner, eyeliner? eyeliner? Yeah. I don't know. And like the way his, his fingers are looped into his belt loops, like he thinks he is tough, man. As tough as a Parisian man can be. He looks like maybe he's a male model. Square jaw. <sighs> Maybe. All right. Has anyone heard of that guy? Anyone seen that guy? Speaking okay. of modeling, let me tell you guys next episode what happened this past week. On this morning that we're starting 1994 and October 4th, this man who I just showed you, I'll, I'll put his photo on talkmurder.com. His name is Nicholas Cloche. Nicolas Clou 4. Nicolas Clou. Nicolas Clou. Nicolas Clou is his name. Nicolas Clou 4. Like clue, like finding a clue. John trying to speak French reminds me of um, uh, Inspector Clouseau from the Pink Panther. Yeah. <laughs> I want the Don This young man is at the library and he's there for a specific reason. Now, this is before the internet and I'm, I'm guessing France wasn't on the same uh, time scale as in the Americans for their internet. But at the time, and I know this is before our internet too, but they had a an internet called the Minitel. Has anybody heard of that? Minitel. Mm-mm. It is like an internet, but they had these stations everywhere, kind of like pay phones almost. And instead of talking, you can log on. So it was a very early... Like an internet, internet cafe? Sort of, yeah. You couldn't do like all the stuff on the internet or whatever, but there were chat rooms. It was a very early... Actually, can we just look? I yeah. see it right quick. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. What's up, Brandon? Also, when you said Minitel, I thought of Minotaur. Yeah, which, go, right? Isn't that a, like, horn, horns? Um, I thought the Minotaur was, like... So this is it right here. These are the stations they would have right here. So it's old a, computer. A video text online service accessible through telephone lines and was the world's most successful online service prior to the World Wide Web. Oh, so, like, text messaging. <laughs> whatever whatever that, that thing is. <laughs> <laughs> the World Wide Web. That whole internet thing is just a phase. Okay, so anyway, that man is there for a very specific reason. He is there in the S and M chat rooms. Do you know what S and M is? Uh-huh. 
Na, 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 come on. I feel like you want us to say what we think it is and then you're going to tell us that it's like a company's initials or something. Sadomasochism. Oh, it is actually what we thought it was. It. Yeah. Oh. Which we are going to be talking about tonight in some fashion. Remember that time that we did the episode and it was the, uh, this, like the, the, what am I? The thing in the place? Yeah, like we hot, the hot topic story. Oh, the parade. Where John wore eyeliner oh, yeah. and colored <laughs> oh, his yes. hair. And I think I had gotten like a choke chain collar that yes. had a leash on it. Man, that was really awkward fucking returning that thing after we <laughs> recorded. I was like, here, here you go, woman at Kohl's for my Amazon return. <laughs> Thank you. Do you think that anyone who's bought like items that they use for a crime has tried to return oh. it at the store? I thought you were going to say sexual and I was like, oh, nasty. But I mean, yeah, the, I mean, you got, the, the, like that you can expect because some people yeah, like, just like hit it I and quit re- it and then just return can it. Can I return these latex gloves that have blood spatter? <laughs> but I mean, no, seriously, like if you use like some sort of um, like, I don't know, some like if you if the you perfect bought, crime. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, do you think that that has happened that they tried to return an item at the store? That's a great question. That is um, has been used in a crime. I feel like somebody's done it like for example for example like if you buy um um like a hazmat suit just as an example i don't know why i'm thinking of this what the fuck or hazmat suit like they have the ones from covid like the disposable ones and you're not doing a crime where you're like going to be doing something with blood let's say that you like strangle someone use a bunch of different tools but then you're like this hazmat suit didn't fit and you try to return the hazmat suit i mean probably i mean people don't really ask questions when you return something. I am dying at Brandon's comment. We had somebody return a riding crop at a tractor supply because they said their sub didn't think it hurt enough. Return what? A, a riding uh, crop. Riding crop. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> that's the whip, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, holy shit. The, oh my gosh. There well, was, that's perfect for this story, too. There was one time when one of my friends and I, uh, we went, he he wanted to go and get some smoking supplies. Um, and so he went to um, the store Amazing.net, which I did not know was a, like a, a porn shop, like a sex shop. I had no idea. I thought it was like a computer. It's called .net? Yeah. Amazing, amazing.net. Look, it, look up. it up. Amazing.net. Oh I don't know if I want you to go uh, there. YouTube, YouTube already a, hates me anyway. Fuck it's fine. And so like, I always thought that it was like a computer shop. And so I was like, why are we going in here? And then I realized that it was not a computer shop. And it was like the most awkward experience of my life because like, you know, even me now I'm naive, but like, this is me at Jim, least seven what's your, years. What's your email address right quick? Yeah. 20% off. 20% off, Jen. Oh, there's a uh, rabbit. Brandon said, I came in the next day to process returns and read the note gloves immediately. Oh man. Oh look, it's it's the shocker. No, thank you. Oh, this one's on sale. Can I can I say something real quick and we'll get started? But this is related to this story. We are on the next episode. Just a little teaser. Teaser. Oh we are literally going to be talking about the bundildo. Bundildo. It is a. I just save it for next episode. It oh, is God. a. Oh no. A, oh no. A dildo <gasps> for Ted Bundy fans. Each bundildo. Oh, that's not what his penis looked like. <laughs> 
I think that's a bone. Like, bun right? dildo. 10.5 inches long. Who has a penis that fucking big? 130 bucks? Do. It's actually a good Well, deal. remember that, that one story? Oh, look, it comes probably... with his face here. I guess it might be his penis. No. So Nico, he goes to the library and he gets on this Minitel machine and he logs on to an S&M network. Now, with these Minitels I was looking up, you use a pseudonym. You don't use your real name. Okay. So it's like a chat room. You don't put your real name in the right. chat room. Right, so. right, right. You got your screen name. In this specific S&M forum, they were mostly men, straight and gay men. And some men were actually looking for professional doms, professional dominatrixes, which I guess you can get a degree in that shit. I was thinking, I was like, could I be a dominatrix? You could you could go to school. Uh, I don't I don't see that for you. Well, what's a professional? Uh, anyway, I didn't know. Wait, right, no, no, this uh, is a serious question. Uh, and it's not off track. I promise. Can, uh, like, can a male be a dominatrix or is there a different name? All right. Anyway, I don't know. I think it's still the same. So he logged into this forum. There were guys, gay and straight guys looking for doms. There were also guys just wanting to hook up. And he clicked on an ad that said, quote, young guy looking for dom IRL, which means in real life mm -hmm. in Paris with the Roman numeral 12. So the 12th and and Yondacker and Derisement, whatever the fuck that arrondissement 3. Why don't they just use cities? The 12th city. That's easy. Yeah. Instead of like making all shit hard. Like we understand like you're, you know, you're smarter than Americans, whatever. Anyway, he clicks on this ad. Our young guy looking for Dom in real life in Paris, 12th district. And this man who posted this ad is a, a tall blonde man. Nico gets his phone number, goes to the pay phone, calls him, and they immediately, they agree to meet at this man's apartment. But first, Nico actually goes to his own apartment and grabs a few things. The first thing he grabs is a pair of leather gloves. He also okay. puts a pair he also puts a pair of latex gloves. Also, he puts on one of his favorite shirts, which is a Cannibal Corpse t-shirt. Do you know what Cannibal Corpse is? I'm assuming that's not a band, or should I assume it is a band? It's yeah, a band? Should, yeah, it's a band. Uh, yeah. Cannibal Corpse. Okay. Yeah. All right. And we're going to talk about black metal and death metal because I, I don't know if anyone's noticed out there. It's going to be sidetracked really quick. But a lot of death metal and black metal bands have true crime names. So there is, for, for instance, there's a Bloody Benders. There's a Black uh, Dahlia Massacre. And I, I mean, there's plenty of other ones. But a lot of them pull their culture from serial killers and true crime. Interesting. Yeah. And a lot of the underground music, the death metal and black metal actually for their covers use uh, autopsy photos and stuff. And I will say one thing, I don't, I don't listen to it at all because it's like, ah, but they have some great cover albums. I feel like you do listen to it. No, no. He plays it on, on Rocksmith a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he puts on this Cannibal Corpse t-shirt. Let me show you, Nicole what it is because she is out of her element. Right <sighs> now. All right. There's actually one in her Amazon cart. Oh, God. I'm scared. Fucking shit. No. <laughs> All right. So this is uh this is what the shirt would have looked like right here. Cannibal corpse. Oh, look at look at the store. Hot topic. There. You <laughs> hot topic. Are we going to the parade? Oh my god! I just clicked on a, a, the first link that. Of came. course, it was hot topic. <laughs> 
All right. So he puts on, have you guys heard of the story? If anyone's heard of it? Oh my no. God. Every other podcast blows dick if no one's covered this story. I'm telling you, whatever, man. Anyway, he puts on this cannibal corpse shirt, this black shirt. And then over that, he puts on a Carhartt jacket, which is kind of like a leather, you know, just whatever jacket. He's got his leather gloves and he also puts his uh, 22 caliber revolver and tucks it in his waistband mm -hmm. and he gets on the subway. What she's reading now is from this the killer who he's going to he's a an actual killer convicted and everything he wrote a biography and I, I did put that in the link below but it's called the gospel of blood and I'm not going to tell you the uh, the the further title because it'd give away too much but could you imagine hearing that at mass growing up a reading from the gospel of blood wait what well so a lot People, of these I will. a lot of these satanists have black masses and stuff in yeah. fact oh, yeah. in fact I really do like one band that is not death metal they're more pop if anything but they're called ghost and let me show you this they, i i love their music but the guys they dress up as uh hold on. like this is what they dress up as right here you see them you know on oh, stage like in a priest little oh, no thank you no but it's it's actually like a really good band anyway during the journey, only one thing was overwhelming my thoughts. Would the gun I bought be enough to kill him in one shot or would I have to shoot several times? All right. So that's what um, that's what Nicolas Cloquatre. Nicolas Cloquatre. Yeah. I'm calling him Nico from now on. He gets on the subway and he is just ride, riding over to take this guy out. He gets to this man's apartment and this is in the center of Paris. He goes up the stairs. There wasn't an elevator, but he walks up the stairs and he's this man is on the top floor of this apartment. And one of the things Nico was looking for is how many other people are around. Like this was in the middle of the week mm -hmm. in the morning. So everyone's at work. But are are there are there uh, pensioners or, you know, stay at home women or whatever doing laundry? Like how many people may notice if I shoot this guy in the head and kill him? Hmm. Also be thinking to yourself, like, why? Why is he going over there with the gun thinking? And his only thought is, is this going to be enough to kill him? Does he know this guy? Like, why does he want to do this? Does it make any sense? The man smiled and stepped back to let me in. I walked past him and grabbed my gun, turned around and aimed at his head. With his back turned to close the door, he slowly turned and his eyes widened at the sight of a gun pointed a few inches from him. I pulled the trigger. The gun spat a flame of gunpowder in the face of my host and he slumped face down. It kind of reminds me of a duel. Mm. Like, because it sounds like that's the way that he explained it. Like, you take 10, 10 pieces back. This guy's not looking. And then you, before Boom. This man who placed the ad, who opened up the door, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, but I will spell it T H I E R R Y Thierry Bisonnier. So this is one of our good friends saying it Thierry Bisonnier. Thierry Bisonnier. Thierry Bisonnier. Bisonnier. And then I say it Thierry Bisonnier. Bisonnier. <laughs> like a fucking redneck. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm from Easley, South Carolina. <laughs> Brandon. This man, Thierry, opens the door and he's wearing all white from head to toe. I think this is a dominatrix thing. He's like the gentle virgin, you know, that could do no wrong. And then the dom, who is supposed to be Nico, shows up and whips him and stuff. Like that's what he was looking for. That's why I think he was wearing all white. I anyway, it doesn't matter. As soon as he walks in, as Nicole read, the guy turns around. He sees this gun a few inches from him. Quote, I pulled the 
trigger, the gun spat a flame of gunpowder in the face of my host, and he slumped face down. Now, what he was thinking on the subway coming over here, what Nico was thinking, is this gun, this 22 caliber, going to be power powerful enough to kill this man in one shot? And the answer is, it really depends on where you hit, but a 22 caliber bullet is relatively small. So this bullet went straight through this man's eye into his brain. It did not exit, but Ooh. it but it also did not kill this man. Mm, just blinded him? It, no, he fell on the floor and he is dying. He would have died eventually of blood loss, but it's taken a long time. He's going to get oh shot. Oh my God. Nico is going to shoot him another two times throughout this event. Ouch. Nico in his autobiography says that he wishes that maybe a doctor was there to check his own pulse, Nico's pulse, because he was wondering why his body was so calm. His blood pressure wasn't up. I mean, this is he just shot someone. There's an altercation, bah, like a lot going on. And this guy is so calm. Nico is so calm. His blood pressure is normal. He's not breathing heavy. He's just, yeah, you know, okay, I'm here. He's He's very calm. All right. Hmm. Quote, it felt like I just had stepped over a cockroach. Oh, end quote. The man was not dead. Nowhere near it. He was on the floor face down. He was starting to grunt and have these guttural fits. <clears throat> At that point, he started struggling for breath. And the way Nico said it in his autobiography is to the effect of the man was struggling with his own breath so much that he couldn't even beg for his own life. So he's just, you know, trying to breathe. But what is he breathing? He's breathing back in his own blood, you know. So he's he's dying, but he's not dead yet. All right. I crouched next to my victim and pat his skull with the muzzle. I was looking for a spot somewhere at the back of the parietal, 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 while wondering if the bone wall was thicker there. Bissonnier felt my presence and tried to crawl, but his gestures lacked coordination. I stood up, leaned over him, and shot a second time above his neck. Thierry's the victim, the second shot, the blood shoots up like a fountain right from his neck. Oh, so from an artery because that's what happens mm. with arteries is it's like yeah he shot him yeah in the artery Oof. and also it well he he was saying in his book that it was shooting up kind of like a fountain so i guess you're right i guess he did shoot an arter artery good job probably nicked it good yeah. job jen i you know i was a health science well not specifically but i did study health science for a little bit in college I mean, I'm pretty good at anatomy, too. I watch, like, a lot of porn, so. <laughs> a lot of stepbrother and stepsister porn, apparently, that's all it is. I don't watch it, so I wouldn't know. A friend told me. So the second the second bullet hits the artery and the blood shoots up like a fountain. The third bullet, however, which was right next to his chest, inches away from the man's chest, pierces his lung. So at this point, you got Nico, who is killing this man, watching him die, blood going all over him, all over the floor. He's bleeding out, guttural breath. 
and he is so calm and he's like watching, but he knows that he can't stay there too long because he just fired a gun in an apartment three times. Yeah, some somebody gonna come for him. Exactly. Somebody come get her. But if it was up to him, he would stay there kind of all day and just watch him die off that one shot. But he knows that he has to finish him up. So that third shot goes through this guy's lung and it pierces the lung. I knew right away that the bullet had pierced through a lung because his heavy breathing turned into a long hiss. Oh, this man. Like a balloon going ah. out. I guess so. Like the lung. Yeah, I guess I really thought that. about that before. Yeah, because there's yeah. air in the lungs. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's crazy. At this point, he's done shot him three times. He ain't going to shoot anymore. But this man is still not dead. And apparently this guy was tall and he may have been, you know, pretty, pretty well built. I, I'm not sure. There was no photo of him. But he goes to this man's kitchen and he starts rummaging through the fridge. He's going to get himself a sandwich or something to eat. Killing makes you hungry, apparently. He goes, and what do they have over there? Baguettes. Bread. The queez loves Damn, bread. Damn, I wish we you had told us we were doing a story in Paris. I would have gotten some, yeah, some baguettes and brie. The baguettes. Hurry up. Well, for the next Mm-mm. the next episode, you can get some uh, Béarnier sauce. Is that what it's called? Bernays? Bernays sauce, yeah. Mm, Bernays like sauce. He goes and all he sees. No, I like hollandaise better than bernays. I always confuse the two. I prefer hollandaise. It's just, you know, the lemon in the bernays sauce is like. Eh. It's the tarragon. That's what it is. Nico goes to the kitchen. I'm a fan of tarragon. Mm. Nico goes to the kitchen. He looks to the fridge. Nothing he wants. On the counter, there's some French bread. And as he's, you know, he rips off a piece while this guy is dying. Quote, I chewed the bread slowly while observing the slightest movement of his fingers scratching the carpet in quote uh, that's really uh, but it also kind of makes me want panera I just go for some bread you know, all right bread and butter mm. okay nico goes back to this man who is now trying he's scratching the carpet trying to get away but it's just like you know might as well just stop now he ain't going nowhere and he's still just slowly dying he hasn't had that death rattle yet so he's still alive nico crouches down beside this man he takes his bread and he notices all the blood spread around this guy's body that he just shot three times and he takes this half-eaten french bread and he starts to soak it no. Oh, now you don't want bread. No, <laughs> Yo, I definitely don't no, want bread. No, I do not no. want bread. No. <laughs> I never you thought that I would say. Like you, yeah, you ruined bread for us. Of, How dare uh, you? How dare you, sir? You have ruined bread for I us. I didn't even say anything. You know what you were doing. Oh. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, my God. He's using the blood no, as gravy. No. no, no, no. <laughs> to mop no. it up. No. No! Man, that is one visual I will not be able to get out of my head. No! Why would you do that to me? Okay, in my notes here, (laughs) I put, you know, the little... So I can remember in brackets, I put uh, quote, like when Nicole makes beef bourguignon. Oh, no. You take the bread and mop up the sauce. Nico. She can never make that again now. It's going to have to be a long time. <laughs> Nico takes this French bread and he sops up this blood. The It just filtrates in. The blood just <laughs> filtrates into the little crevices of the bread and just fills it up, makes it all red. That crimson red, real dark crimson red. Can I just go? 
okay, move on. I took my headphones off because I can hear him in the studio, but it's not in my brain. And it doesn't make me as mad, but I can still hear him. And it makes me mad, but I'm not as mad without the headphones on. It might benefit you as well, but you fucking ruined bread. Why would you do that to us? I'm just relaying a story of what this guy is saying. Like, what the fuck? He ruined it. I mean, what the fuck? Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. You think Whatever. this episode is bad? Go ahead. Just keep it going. He, is... bro- he he mopped the, the the blood with his bread. I think specifically baguettes are ruined for me because that's what I was craving when he was like, they have bread in France. I was like, yes, that sounds amazing right now. I could totally eat a loaf of bread. Like the, you, know uh, you get a good fresh baguette and yeah. you just break it off and eat it. And now all I'm going to think about is this. What did y'all, what did y'all think I was talking about here? I, I mean, just thought he was going to get a know. snack. That's all. Yeah. A harmless. A no, piece of I, brie, a piece of brie and a cracker. I, I don't know. It's not my fault. I literally showed you the book the book we're reading is the gospel of blood the crimes and trial of the vampire of paris in his own words i showed you that no, no. you did not sir <laughs> you did not <laughs> man okay i don't know i don't know why you must get off on on making us feel bad about things that we like he takes this bread he mops it up he finishes off the bread he eats it eventually he's like i gotta get out of here because obviously he hears footsteps coming up and he knows he's got to to escape because there's someone that did hear it so he grabs a few things he knows he wanted a souvenir so he takes the guy's answering machine i don't know kind of crazy puts in his backpack he also takes his wallet and and then he leaves the apartment oh yeah because if you didn't have an answering machine you couldn't leave a message he says later quote i was feeding from the guttural sounds that he was doing while spitting blood and i tried to watch his soul escape by the wounds i had drilled in his head oh no it's like a fondue fountain now he takes this guy's wallet and inside there was a blank check which he uses the blank check he goes to the bazaar de el hotel de ville in paris because he wants to buy a video camera he wants to do this and other things mass production style and film it. And even he was talking about making snuff films. He wants to do this on a bigger scale, you know, kind of like how we start doing live streaming. We're, tr- we're trying to go global prestige worldwide. Let's skip a lot of this and end this episode up before, you know, the next one. But he does finally get arrested. But there is a lot more to this story. A lot more. If you're really into true crime, he covers a lot of other cases that we've talked about. He hints on a lot of them. The, he's the very, vampire of yeah, yeah, he's, Paris? This guy's very adept in his true crime knowledge. Even more than Mia. Moi. Yeah. Mia. 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 Even uh, though they're Monchoir. Monchoir. Ma chérie means my love. Monsieur. Menage toi. Oh no. <laughs> not here. Not not here. <laughs> okay. Also, if you are thinking of Lady Marmalade, think twice before you go and say voulez-vous coucher avec moi On the next episode, which we're about oh, to do. Man. And if you guys aren't supporters, don't worry. That'll be out next week. And it's freaking crazy. It's nuts. Also, follow the Johnny Lama podcast because we're going to be going over vampirism, Satanism, all kinds of different cults that, you know, are hinted on but aren't really related. We're going to go into to them. Uh, Grady Hendrix, we're going to do another one of his interview, talk about more about Satan.
Satan, you know, Satan, my favorite topic, stuff like that during the week. And then Thursday or maybe Wednesday, I'll put out the episode that we're about to do now, the second part to this. But this is two parts. But for the next episode, we will be covering some of the following. Okay, all of these we're going to be covering, but I didn't put everything. We're going to be talking about Satan worshiping, cannibalism with Bernays sauce, Vampirism, S&M, necrophilia, corpse mutilation, grave robbing, masturbation, and death worship. We're also going to bring up several links to other true crime stories, including Dahmer, Gacy, and one of his favorites, Richard Chase, the vampire Sacramento. That was Wolfie was just saying that was her favorite story. Right after he got arrested, he would say this. So this is will tell you how adept he is into true crime. Before I landed in this small cell, I was made to climb the famous stairs of the 36 quiet day or fairs like others before me. Dr. Petto, the Dr. great... Dr. Petio, Marcos Petio, the, the, oh, the Nazi guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Petio, the great liquidator, Jacques Mezarin, Esaia Sagawa. Esaia Sagawa, the cannibalism... Yeah, yeah. Who so, just died, right? Yeah, he just died. Also, what they found in Nico's apartment when they did execute a search warrant was, let's just say that the French law enforcement and the judicial system didn't really want to touch it because it would really shock their nation. But I will read this quote from what the police said, quote, the police didn't understand me and they never would. When I had told them my initial story, they were satisfied with a motive that they could incorporate into a clear criminal profile. But then faced with the outward signs of pathological vampirism, my extreme sexual sadism and my obsession with physical death, they just did not know what to think anymore, end quote. So I, that's a lot of topics to cover. His, yeah, by the way, the next episode is going to be pretty filled. So okay. if you look at the in the description, I even put a quote. The, if you love true crime, you need this book. It, it's 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 raw and it's real. The guy he, raw because she he, because he doesn't cook his victims. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. But for instance, he says, "quote Personally, I wouldn't start to eat human flesh again." But that's not to say I'm a vegetarian. So that <laughs> it, it has little funny stuff into it too. But nah. it's a true. This is a true story. This guy and it goes through his life. We're talk about his life as a morgue assistant because he really wanted to get into that field. We're going to go over a lot of stuff So in the next episode, but I hope that was a good primer. Yes. Thank you for ruining baguettes with sauce for me. All right. So I hope you guys like that. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much for being here. This Talk Murder to Me podcast. You can find us on any podcasting app, so please subscribe and check out our sister podcast, Among the Dirt and Trees. Brianne, she does crimes out in nature. I, like, I'm, I'm not little, excited, I'm but I'm, I'm curious. I'm a, are you a little queasy? I'm a little bit. But yeah, you know what would help? Some bread. But guess what? He's ruined it. Bread, yeah. As Wolfie said, bread is dead. <laughs> so. bread, bread is dead. I don't know the symbol for bread, but this is the sign for dead. That's, yeah, that's about how I feel. We'll also be talking about the bun dildo <laughs> some more. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So that's it for uh, t- for this. And uh, we'll see you Supremos here in a little bit. But hope you guys enjoy that. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. Mm-hmm.